Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. Your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we're focusing on helping every single entrepreneur listening to this podcast right now on how to master the second half. This is going to be your no bullshit guide to crushing the rest of the year because this episode's coming out early July. First six months are in the book. They're done. We want to learn from them. We want to grow from them. We certainly don't want you to lose momentum and we want you to kick off Q3 with a bang and be strategic, be intentional, and make sure that you can be set up for success for the next six months. So this time last year, Candace and I were prepping to go to the Forward event in Las Vegas, hosted by our good friends, Neil and Arjun Dingra. And this is actually happening in just about a week from when this episode's going to come out. And the reason that we're sharing that is because we know that the actions that we took last summer, like attending the Forward event ended up resulting in business for us about three to four months later. It took some time. We were planting some seeds, but we were in the right rooms. We were with the right people. And so that is our challenge to you for you to look back on the last six months and really look back when business was booming. What were the actions that you took 90 days prior? We're scientific here. We're clever girls. We're analyzing. And that is going to be the whole vibe of this episode. So let's dive in crushing the second half. You'll probably hear some more football analogies from me also, full disclosure. If you haven't already, this might be the time you want to head over to notniceclever.com and grab our no BS business guide. We break down how to set goals in your business in a non-intimidating, non-threatening, really simple kind of way so that you can have all of your goals down on a sheet of paper or in a Google Doc or whatever it is that you like. After talking with so many clients and potential clients, we know that setting goals can be a big and scary thing for a lot of people, specifically because sometimes if you put that, maybe put that big number down, that feels really scary. You feel like maybe you're a failure if you don't hit that number and maybe you avoid having that feeling by not talking about a number, pretending that you don't have any goals. Mm. Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be this really intimidating thing. You have to have your goals written down or they're just not likely to come to fruition. Like I shared with Kat right before we got on this call that I just hit a big new personal goal for me. Yeah, you did. And I, yeah, (laughs) and I was very excited about it. And honestly, when I wrote that goal down six months ago at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. I didn't exactly know if I was even going to be able to hit it this year, right? And now I know that I'm going to be able to well exceed that goal. And Kat was reminding me, she's like, oh my gosh, remember when your goal was this much? Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. And so writing down my goals has helped me to continuously figure out how to reach the next one. And 
also it allows you to plan your time, right? Because I know if I want to hit a certain goal that I have to sell certain things and you need to know what those things are so you can prepare your business to do that well. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, getting a little bit off track, but the basis here is you have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan yet and you need support in making the plan, download the No BS business guide that we have on our website. Now, when you're thinking about quarter three and four, we know that the success that you have in quarter three and four is really based on the actions you took in quarters one and two. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing in this last half of the year is setting you up for success in 2024. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about that, you got to be thinking about that. So Kat, what are some things that you think that our audience members can do at this point? Yeah. So I love the first one that we came up with because I think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise and it's not going to make sense, but it will make sense. And I'll share stories and examples of why it makes sense. So we know, right, the first quarter of the year, it's New Year energy. There's hustle and bustle. There is so much shit going on and you're just like holding onto your hat and hoping that you don't like fly off the ride, right? Q2 can also kind of feel like that. Like the kids are still in school. There's all this frenetic energy. Graduations are coming up. There's spring break. There's all the holidays. Oh my gosh, summer's around the corner. Let's all pack it in before we just disappear for three months in summertime, right? And so mm-hmm. Q3, you know, going from July, August, and September is often when a lot of people just take time off. And while Candace and I are saying, and our first tip for you is if you have not taken a time to rest, if you have not taken a vacation yet, take the damn vacation. We want you to have some time in your calendar, have some weeks out of the 52 weeks of the year where you are prioritizing rest. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the quotes that I had heard, it was actually from Sydney, who we work with at Sirhant, and she's Ryan Sirhant's personal customer relationship manager, but she's also a personal trainer. And I remember we were on a training with her one day and she was like, look, when I work with clients, they all come to me thinking that you train for the marathon or you train for the workout. She's like, you Mm -hmm. don't train for the workout. You don't train for the race. You train for the recovery. Mm -hmm. Like... Interesting. And it was such an interesting reframe. And look, we're all about walking the walk, not just talking the talk here on Not Nice Clever. I just came back from taking legit like three weeks off. Actually, it was a little bit longer than that because I spent two and a half weeks abroad where I didn't take my laptop with me. Yes, I left the entrepreneurial safety blanket at home and it felt so good. Candace, are you going to do that for your trip? Please tell me you are. I'm, I don't. I'm. I'm so scared. I don't know. Uh, I think okay. I'm. Take, I think I'm just going to take it, just so I, the security blanket, not because I'm going to open it, but I'm just going to have it, just in case. Okay. Ooh, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. You've got time. I mean, you've got like 36 hours to figure it out. So to figure it out exactly. <laughs> but so I, I took so much time off, but because I was proactive, because I leaned on my team and I delegated. The shit didn't burn down while I was abroad and it was all good. And I came back. My director was even saying that she was like, you're so zen. She's like, I'm giving you some really crazy news right now. And you're just kind of like, all right. Yeah, you were when you came back. You were so chill. Oh, my gosh. Right. And I'm like, I'm like holding on to that zen. Like it's like my tether to zen. So I say this to say, A, I got a lot of amazing content out of my trip, which is totally boosting my engagement on my social platforms and my newsletter right now. So like business wise, it's helping me personally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, I feel so rejuvenated and I'm glad that I took that time off because now 
in the summertime, I can take advantage of events like Forward and hang out with you in Vegas and network with the people that we know and love. And I can Mm -hmm. fly down to Miami for the upcoming mastermind. I can do all these things because I took, I know it's, I can't wait. We're going to like tear Mm -hmm. it up, but take the vacation. Like there's no glory in burning yourself out. Like we're, we're here to play the long game. This is about mastering the second half, not just the next week. So this is like, like take your halftime. There we go. First football analogy. (laughs) And if you're planning ahead a vacation is not going to derail you. Like in your plan, you should be thinking about vacation time. It's not a luxury. It's a requirement. Ooh, we need to put that on a social post. Right? I mean, I hope it is luxurious, but okay. Anyways, moving right along. Thinking about the activities that you've done that have brought you business, I want you to think about them and I want you to think about how you can amplify them. So for Kat and I, We know that when we choose events to attend strategically and we connect meaningfully at those events, we know that business comes. Now, we can also say, hey, we know from these last three events, XYZ business came. What can we do differently this time to amplify the amount of business we get? Maybe it's when we follow up. Maybe it's how we follow up. Maybe it is the content that we're creating from that event, who knows what what it is, but looking back and saying, hey, this led to success in my business. What can I do to replicate this? What can I do to make this have even more ripple effects? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's really taking the time to slow down and to analyze and to ask questions. I can't tell you how many times Candace and I hop on calls with clients and we're like, okay, show me the analytics show me the numbers. Let's do an audit. And they're like, oh, well, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to get back to you. Or I haven't looked at that. Or the last time I looked at it, Mm -hmm. it was like maybe my VA who did it or my admin. It's like, you're the CEO of your life and your business. Like know those numbers, right? Have that context, that information. My most successful clients, they know their numbers forwards and backwards, inside and out. I can be like, and you know, how much real estate did you sell last year? They could tell me exactly how much. They can tell me last June versus this June, whether they're up or down. Like they, mm-hmm. they can tell me all of their numbers. They're always my most successful clients when they just understand that the numbers aren't scary. Like numbers are your friend. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a really big hurdle to get over as an entrepreneur, especially like when you see that you're not hitting what you want to hit over and over again, it could feel like it's never going to come. Yeah. And I get that. I've been there where it's like, oh, like I, I still can't get that. Right. And like that kind of feeling didn't feel good. But the reality of it is, is you're going to go through through that and analyze the data over and over and over again until you get the right recipe, the right formula so that you can hit your goal. And you just can't let that hold you back. No. And the other thing that I would really encourage every single person listening to this right now, whether or not you have an active business or you're looking to grow your business or you have a lot or you don't have a lot, is when you do what Candace just walked you through, you analyze and you reflect and you audit, I would challenge you and encourage you to not make those numbers mean 
anything whatsoever about you as a human. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. literally, let's say uh, Candace and I had a conversation six months ago. Candace, I want to make $50,000 this month. Okay, great. Six months later, Candace says, Kat, how much money did you make this month? And I'll say, oh, well, I I only made 30,000. And, you know, I guess I, I failed. I didn't hit the goal. This means I'm a failure. No one can count on me. Nobody should work. Like that spiral, just Mm -hmm. take that tape out of your head, stomp on it, burn it. Don't make these numbers mean anything about you. It's just business. It's just data. It's just information, right? Yep. One thing that I'm constantly working on, and I don't know where this is coming from exactly, but I remember thinking before like, oh, that's like a big number. Mm -hmm. A big number felt scary. And then that kind of fear like leaked into my business or what I did or what I didn't do. Yeah. Right? And it's so crazy because that just changes with your experience and perspective. Mm -hmm. Like I was with a friend the other day and then she was like, oh, that house is this amount of money so much. And in my mind, I was like, I would have said that three years ago. And now I'm like, totally like, yeah, we can can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to work on, and there's a level where I would be like, oh yeah, totally. But then there's another level where I'd be like, ooh, how much? Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to just let that go. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want any number to scare me anymore. Yeah. And that's something that I'm actively working on because it's really just a mindset. Mm -hmm. And I remember, Kat, when I made $3,200 a month as an educator with my master's degree. Oof. I know. And so every time I level up, I just... I always kind of bring myself to that space where it's like, okay, maybe even if I didn't hit my monthly goal this month, um, I'm making progress because Mm -hmm. we are well over the $3,200 a month that I made after seven years of college, you know? Seriously, after, yeah, like having your job be going to college. Yeah. It's just evidence of your growth. And honestly, the numbers don't mean anything. It's just whatever goal you want to push yourself toward and mastering not just the second half of the year, but the the next 12 months, the next 24 months, like stop thinking in terms of like, oh, January is the beginning of the year. Like that's new year energy. And now it's June and Mm -hmm. I'm losing steam, like clean slate, tabula rasa, the next six months, let's master it. And it just starts with understanding where you're at and where you want to go and really kind of pushing yourself. I don't want to say pushing because that can sometimes create pressure and people get all weird, but like challenging yourself to like grow and to get curious and to learn new ways to grow and drum up business and expand business. You know, think of it like a challenge rather than like all this pressure that means something about you, like make it fun, right? Make it fun. Absolutely. And another thing that can make this fun and like, you know, Kat, I'm really grateful that I have you and and so many other friends who make this easier is like having accountability buddies. So I'm in partnership with a good handful of female entrepreneurs that I know will support me who like I was on the phone with Giselle yesterday who was like, yes, it's okay that you take three weeks off for your honeymoon. Yes, you You are worthy. Like, you know what I mean? And probably next month, I'm going to have the same conversation with her or you or another one of my friends, because that's what we do for one another. And Mm -hmm. It's great to have some accountability also to be like, hey, Kat, I hit this new goal or I'm struggling to hit this goal Mm -hmm. or whatever it is to be able to just say that in a space where you feel 
supported and cared for and where you can kind of inspire each other because I know when my friends hit that next level, I'm like, whoo, if she could do it, I could do it. You yes. Know, like, good for her. You're like, inspired. Let's yeah. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. And so if you're the person who you feel like you're on an island and you don't have that support and you're not connected to other humans who are doing similar things, then it might be time for you to really think about how you can get in community with people who are doing things that you enjoy doing. And at first it might be hard because you might feel like you're not at their level. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I want you to be in a room full of people where you are not at their level. Like I hope you are the person with the least amount of experience in that room. Like Mm -hmm. that's the only way that you're really going to continuously grow. Yeah. Imagine how much you have to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And also right. like, you know, it's it's kind of like a weird, I don't know if you feel this way, Candice, and maybe weird's the wrong word because words have power and I want to use the correct word, but it's an interesting and new sensation when you realize that you are that mentor for somebody else who has put themselves mm-hmm. in your orbit and they're like, Candice, I want to learn from you. I'm I'm here. And like, you talk about having mastered these things and I want to master them. And it's really on, on our end, like being in that kind of mentorship consultant role, it's really fulfilling for us too. So don't Absolutely. feel, don't feel like if you put yourselves in these rooms, like, oh my gosh, they're so much smarter. They make so much more money that that's not real. We're actually not really happy yet. for you to be there because we wish that we had had we were, like hype men. We, like, you, we like were us. there yeah. before and we're also putting ourselves in rooms continuously, Kat, where we're not, we're Oh, girl, I know where my, those people are. Right? My accelerator yeah. group. Yeah, I I think I've talked about this a little bit, but I have a private accelerator group where I meet with about four or five other women, female entrepreneurs, and we meet once a month for uh, three calls during a particular week of the month. And it always seems to fall out of a week when I'm traveling, which is great because then they're just like, oh, it's like, you know, Carmen Sandiego cat edition. Um, <laughs> like I joined a call when I was in Tokyo for a few minutes before Will was like, yelling me to get off the call. <laughs> but the 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 community and being able to lean on to those people so that you don't feel alone, like huge, huge value yeah. add of mastering the second half. Yeah. Like the very first example that we shared was literally us going to an event this time last year. We didn't do mm-hmm. this shit alone. Like not at all. Success doesn't yeah. happen on an island. It does not. So get in community. And if you haven't already, download our No BS Guide to Business Planning. What are you even waiting for? Just head over to notniceclever.com and grab it today. Make sure that you are thinking about what's been going on in these last six months of your business, not because you're judging yourself, but just because you're gathering data and information to make the second half even better. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice, Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question, we'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off, you're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.